This episode is brought to you by the Michigan Cherry Committee. Learn more about the wonderfully tart Montmorency Cherry at ChooseCherries.com. This week on Meet and 3, we look at how we've adapted to a new normal during the pandemic. From the business of restauranteering and the new habits of composters to learning from the past to prepare for the future, we're exploring what came before and what lies ahead. People in charge of the collections and the acquisitions looked at me and were like, what the hell are you trying to sell me cookery for? These kids are so young and we're teaching them that it's okay to throw out all this food and we have to figure out a way to educate these students to make them, you know, lifelong environmentalists. Tune in to Meet and 3 wherever you get your podcasts for the latest stories in the world of food. You're listening to Feast Meets West, the show celebrating Asian cuisine and culture as we have conversations with the passionate people from the world of Asian food. I'm your host, Linda Liu. In this episode, we continue to catch up with our friends and former guests on what they've been up to in this unusual time of COVID-19. We record remotely with Chef Lin Lin of Bricolage, the Vietnamese gastropub in Park Slope, and owner Michael Gyogoku and chef Emily Yuan of Beso, the modern Japanese comfort food restaurant in Soho. Without further ado, here are our conversations. Hey, Lynn, whereabouts are you right now? Hi, Linda. I am in Los Angeles, California. Wow. Beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. Yep, 3,000 miles lucky, away. Lucky you. Um, how long have you been out there? And what made you decide to um, quarantine out west? Um, I have been out here since May 1st. Um, and we left New York, Brooklyn, on April 20th. Um, well, given the pandemic, it gave me the reason to... Uh, come over to California. My husband and I, Ed, we're talking about, um, we're entertaining the idea of coming back to California because our entire support system's here and the kids are getting mm-hmm. older. and We just want to be closer to family. And then when the pandemic hit, it just kind of made the decision for us. Um, and my family was uh, encouraging us to come back sooner oh, rather course. than later. Um, And so that brought me out here where the kids have more space to run. Um, My family's here to help out with the kids and I'm here to help them out too. So you know what they say with the family and kids, it takes a village. So here I am. Of course. And how many kids do you have again? I have three boys, ages nine, (laughs) three, and one. (laughs) Yeah, it takes a village. It's a handful. It's 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 a handful and it's it's been um it's been very interesting and quite challenging in some some ways um having the three in quarantine and 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 doing the homeschooling which has been mm-hmm. challenging but um we we are getting through it. Yeah. So you mentioned that you were already talking to Ed about moving back to California. Was there um an original time frame against that? Before Corona? Uh, yeah, we were talking maybe the end of the school year in June. 
to do mm-hmm. that so Jackson could finish school and we have some time to um, wrap things up in New York and figure out what to do with, with bricolage. Yeah. So what is the plan currently for bricolage? Well, right um, now... Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, right now, since I'm in California, um, I am still involved with bricolage. Uh, we've been talking to our partners and the team uh, every day almost, and they have actually just reopened. Uh, we have just reopened for to-go business now. Because originally oh, when great. we, yeah, originally we shut down, we shut down everything. Um, but mm-hmm. we decided since there's no sign of of the restaurant um, seating opening up soon that we wanted to see if we could make the to-go takeout business work for us for now. Yeah. And, and yeah. tell me about um, how you made your decision first to close everything down, um, I assume back in March then. Oh, it was really just based on the health and safety of our employees um, and the community, really. We just thought it was the responsible thing to do. Yeah, totally yeah. makes sense. And uh, I always err on the side of safe, rather safe than sorry. Right. right. When it comes to health things and issues. So, yeah, it was, it was an easy choice for us. Mm. And um, so you're head chef at Bricolage or um, yes. former head chef. Uh, who's uh, managing the... Um, yeah, behind the uh, restaurant and um, yeah. the takeout business. Yeah, well, before we left, we had hired, we're so lucky to find Emiliano, who had worked at Rosewater for many, many years. And um, he was managing the kitchen over there. And he is amazing, loves food, loves the hospitality industry. Um, Ed and I both uh, worked with him hands-on at Bricolage uh, before we had to shut down. And yeah, right now he's taking care of the whole to-go thing. And I'm super confident that he's going to be able to do that. And he is a very talented chef as well and uh, and a great manager in the kitchen. Great That's great. Person. That yeah. timing worked out so well then. It did. We're so lucky. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, woo! <laughs> So um, you remain as a consultant for the restaurant, would you say? Yes, I right now am on consulting basis with them right now since I'm obviously 3,000 miles away and can't physically be there. Yeah, and what does that role look like? Um, Well, right now it's just continuing uh, training uh, as much as possible. Like I'm always, you know, think goodness for zoom and facetime where i'm able to actually see the people i'm talking to and like show them things maybe even maybe do recipes with them and techniques show them on the video and how to do that and um and also a lot of uh like ed's taking over most of the front of the house stuff so uh, training everyone on how using the pos system doing all the finance stuff and then of course i'm doing all the back of the house kitchen stuff and helping them with uh putting together menus um because right now that we're um, serving a limited menu a more casual fare mm-hmm. than what we had before um yeah. so we had to streamline that and see how that's going to work throughout the kitchen and since i know the recipe so well and know the kitchen like the back of my hand right. <laughs> yeah so it's easy for me on this end to help with that yeah 
yeah, thank goodness for technology. I mean, oh, yeah. it's not just for office jobs. <laughs> it spans industries. I'm so glad you guys can make that work. Yeah. And even in schools right now, too, right? With, with the kids being in school online, too. It's, it's been very interesting. And um, do you think you'll be opening a version of Bricolage or another project out west? I know this might be still very fresh. You know, you guys just got there. But have you started thinking about that? Um, yes, actually, we have, um, we have a couple ideas lined up that we're not really talking about yet, because now things have <laughs> are changing. So I don't want to say, say anything too soon. But we do have a couple of projects lined up out here in the West. So that's great. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, any um, uh, sense of what city that's going to be in? Will it also be in LA? Um, that is a uh, to tbd to be determined um we we are really uh wanting to go uh up north a little bit more huh yeah maybe to palo alto is a possibility right. yeah but we're just gonna see how things go because all this uncertainty and i think you know and i'm not the only person who's feeling that i like i think a lot of people are feeling that way there's just so much uncertainty so we're just gonna have to see how things go and where we land yeah, wherever you land, that community is going to be so lucky to have you guys in that great Oh, food. thank you, Linda. Uh, do you think you'll be starting an Asian food mafia branch out in Cali? Um, may, that is definitely a possibility. I <laughs> talked to Chris about it. I'm like, I'm still part a part of you guys, right? He's like, yeah, of course, always. I'm like, okay, we'll start a West Coast side then. <laughs> yeah, a West Coast branch. Yes. And, um... Any thoughts on moving back down the line? Like anything that would make you guys come back? Um, not at this point, <laughs> but uh, it, it's a possibility. Anything is open. But uh, Ed and I really wanted to end up back west because, again, that is where our family, both our parents live here. and All our siblings are here. And it's just nice to have them around and for the kids to grow up together. Which we yeah. find is What's yeah, the, super um, important. What's the experience been like for you guys and, of course, the kids quarantining out um, in California versus New York? Oh, it's so much better. I feel like there's been (laughs) a weight lifted off my shoulders. I mean, I love New York and I loved living in my apartment, but I didn't have an outside space. And things are so crammed in together that it just people are on top of one another. And there was just it didn't feel it didn't feel very safe to go out mm-hmm. um, and there wasn't room for kids to run around. And now now they can just go outside anytime they want, ride their bike, jump in the pool, um, help my parents water the garden, pick vegetables and, you know, pick fruit off the fruit tree and eat it. So we just oh, it's just lovely over here right now. We have tons <laughs> of lettuce. Oh, my goodness. My parents are like, I knew you were coming. So I grew all this lettuce and we're eating lettuce. Wow. with Everything right now. <laughs> It's yeah, delicious. That's the California style eating. Um, yeah. What else are you guys growing in the garden? I mean, um, it's of course, that's most, such a luxury. Yeah, uh, they have like so, a lot of uh, Asian vegetables. So they have gailan, nice. which is Chinese broccoli. Yeah. Uh, they have some um, a choy. 
uh, and some mm. uh, donggua, the winter melon is mm-hmm, growing mm-hmm. soon, and they have some fugua, the bitter melon coming. And oh, my parents are super excited about the uh, longan, the logan fruit. They have a logan oh, fruit nice. tree. Good yeah, they're selection. like, ooh, it's gonna be good this year. <laughs> <laughs> And they also have some dragon fruit. Um, oh, they have wow. orange tree. They have a persimmon tree. All right, how <laughs> big is this garden exactly? <laughs> well, my parents they have an they have they actually have an acre over oh, nice. yeah. a plot of land, which is you know they 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 grew up as farmers, and so they've always loved gardening. And growing up throughout my entire life, we I've always had a garden in the backyard and. Uh, upstate New York, we had chickens and ducks and a garden and trees. And yeah, over here, we used to have chickens, but they don't raise chickens anymore. Um, Just a garden now. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool for the boys to experience that. Yeah. My parents have a green thumb. Like I like for for me, I can't even keep a cactus alive in my house. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going (laughs) to carry on when we leave um, L.A., but we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so uh, what have you been cooking at home then with this bountiful selection? Oh, um, well, we try we try to eat a lot of the lettuce fresh. And so we're doing a lot, a lot of lettuce wraps, wrapping anything in lettuce. Uh, my parents, they, they stocked up. And so they say they have like a year's worth of, of food in the, in the freezer. And I believe them. <laughs> That's they were kind of very, like an Asian way. <laughs> yeah, they were really worried about the pandemic. And um, I mean, I I expect them to be very um, safe and taking precautions. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they fled they fled Vietnam and they're refugees and they came here with nothing. So yeah. they are being they very careful. for a reason. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So basically, we've been kind of doing clear out the freezer dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun challenge. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's like, like what everyone's <laughs> COVID challenge where like we overcompensated in bulk buying yes. back in March. And now I'm like, oh, I really do have 10 boxes of pasta and like 10 bags of dried beans. Hmm. <laughs> How many ways can we prepare this <laughs> without having yeah. to get sick of it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but re- what really drives our cooking is what's available in the garden and what's going to go not last long in the garden because the lettuce is very, very perishable. Like you, as soon as you harvest it, you have a couple of days to eat it. And that's in, if you let it sit out there growing, then it gets really old and it starts turning really bitter. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're, we're just eating it as fast as we can right now. (laughs) You're like little rabbits. Yes. (laughs) Lettuce. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's so great to be able to eat so local, so seasonal. Um, what else have you been up to? Any quarantine projects or um, hobbies you've taken up? Um, catching up on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one. Yeah, especially yeah. if you had a long drive out there too. Yeah, it, it's, it's really funny. Like during the drive out here, drive out here, we did not listen to anything or watch. I've been actually not watching any Netflix or or um, listening to podcasts on our way over here. It was just dealing with the kids and ah, managing them gotcha. was a lot. So, um, yeah, and they, they're, they're, they're really lovely, but they are a handful um, <laughs> and, and a lot of work. Um, no, I'm exercising more. 
I guess it's a good thing. Yoga, uh, meditation. <laughs> yeah. I've taken. Yeah, I've taken. Yeah, on, that's on, very Californian of you. You got like right into it. Yeah. Uh, walking around a house. So this is a fun thing that my family does every night. So after dinner, like around eight o'clock, we all walk around the house for an hour. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember my grandparents doing that. They were always like, oh, this is so good for digestion. It is. It's fantastic. Now I do it every night. And that's, <laughs> and that's when I catch up on my podcast. I'm like, okay, I, I just turn on my podcast and we just walk around the house. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah, and the garden weave in and out. Totally, and it's 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 a lot of fun. But otherwise, like Ed and I have been just um since we've been here, we've been helping my parents like do deep cleanings and washing windows and power washing the driveway. Um, those are our projects right now. <laughs> for sure, that's gonna keep you busy for quite a while. Oh, it is, and my parents are loving it. They're like, "This is great, thanks." Yeah, don't leave. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> Let me keep bribing you with this lettuce and amazing bounty yeah and and helping us with the kids too i'm like all right yeah you go do that and i'll like spray the driveway for a while while you watch the kid <laughs> oh spend some time with the with the grandkids and what was the um drive out there like other than of course uh, managing the kids um were you able to stop by some sites along the way we were once we hit more the west coast though the east coast we had there was a lot of uh interesting weather i mean just in the span of a couple of days there was like hail and a little snowstorm yeah, i remember that week rain. that's right <laughs> it was just so interesting and then all of a sudden it was really sunny and hot so there was a couple of nights where we we're camping we had to turn on the heater and then a, uh, and then a couple of days later we were turning on the air conditioner but um yeah. we did get to see um uh, the Horseshoe Bend, which is close so by. So beautiful. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And unbelievable. Like, during this time, too, like, I'm sad the pandemic has happened. But there was no one out there. And Yeah, I was going to ask, were there other travelers on the road that you bumped into? Very few. Very yeah. few. Um, and, and, of course, we're, we're trying to be res- as responsible as possible. And we knew Horseshoe Bend was open, but we're like, okay, we're going to go there. And if there's not a lot of cars parked there and we think it looks pretty empty, then we'll go and, and we'll do the short hike. Because the hike is only like uh, maybe 40 minutes round trip. So yeah. it's, it's manageable really not- for a team of five. Yes. <laughs> totally manageable for a team of five. And yeah, and it was gorgeous. And there was only like two other or three other parties out there small parties groups of people so that's great yeah it was great oh we got to hang out at the colorado river um at the place that they call lee's ferry um so within 700 miles that is the only place that you can actually step foot into the river and the water was so clear and so beautiful um yeah just gorgeous very 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 memorable um, well, I can't wait to see those photos. <laughs> I will send them along. Yeah, I'll definitely post them on our Instagram as well. And um, thank you, Lynn, for chatting with me. Um, thank this you, was Linda. so great to catch up. I really miss you loads. And I look forward to visiting you and Callie. Yeah, and I will definitely come back to New York to visit. And when you are out here, please come and visit. I would love to catch up and say hello. All right, take care. Okay, you too. Thank you.
This episode is brought to you by the Michigan Cherry Committee. A cherry isn't just a cherry. When it comes to tart cherries, the wonderfully U.S.-grown Montmorency tart cherry variety is the cherry with more. They're available year-round, dried, frozen, canned, juice, and concentrate. U.S. Montmorency tart cherries are also one of America's superfruit, which means they're good for you. Tart cherries contain many antioxidants and beneficial phytonutrients, including anthocyanins, the pigments that give tart cherries their beautiful red color. And don't forget about flavor. U.S. Montmorency's unique sour-sweet profile makes them an excellent addition to yogurt, oatmeal, salads, trail mix, and of course, a classic cherry pie. Learn more about the wonderfully U.S.-grown Montmorency Tart Cherry at ChooseCherries.com. Hey, ladies. How have you guys been? We're doing okay. This is Michael. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing yeah, we're doing all right given the situation. This is Emily. Yeah. Um what's the current status of um Besso the restaurant right now? Um so this is Michael. Uh right now we are doing some limited uh takeout and delivery at Besso. And we are also providing relief meals to hospitals. Um, but we are, you know, basically taking it day by day and, right. and seeing what we can do to keep afloat and, you know, keep the operations alive right now while the lockdown is still in place. Right. And when did Besso close for dine-in? We, we closed Besso uh, the, the same day that the uh, governor, Governor Cuomo, announced the, the lockdown. So that was March 17th. Right. And what did you do next? We, uh, we stayed in. We stayed home. <laughs> We uh, <laughs> a lot at home. <laughs> yeah, we uh, kind of hunkered down at home, and we're, um, I don't know. We talked to each other a lot, talked to our staff a lot, mm-hmm. figuring out what to do, and, and making sure, yeah, making sure we provide like you know the support that our staff needs, you know, emotionally. And any like questions that they had, because I mean, I think we're we were all in the same boat together, not knowing that it was going to happen, or not right. knowing also like that it would be two plus months of this, right? Um, so you know, initially we thought it would just be maybe till the end of the month, and then as things you know went on, it was clear that this would be um, a very long locked lockdown, and so. Um, you know, it's been every day has just been kind of taking it um, one day at a time. But at this moment, you know, most of our staff are are home um, in their respective homes. Mm-hmm. Maybe a lot of them have gone back to their home states to be with their family. And um, 
it's basically been myself and Emily just kind of holding down the fort. Holding down the fort, right. Yeah. Yeah, do you feel like, um, you know, there's like a light at the end of this um, situation now with uh, some like firmer plans that we're seeing with the city uh, reopening in phases? Um, I think that it's going to be a struggle for a while. Like, I, I really don't see restaurants recovering from this for the rest of the year. You know, I think it'll be at least six months before there's like a light. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be like, that's yeah, like, to be honest about that. Yeah. Yeah. My realistic assessment. Um, I just feel like the combination of uh, limitations on like occupancy and and existing rents and other you know fixed costs and just people's fears of getting back to normal or coming coming out you know there's like a definitely a a growing group um, of New Yorkers that like want to be out right now mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. think that there's just as many people who are afraid to to go back to work or to dine out. I, I think that that's going to be um, a real hurdle for restaurants um, going into, you know, the, the summer and the fall. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I personally cannot wait to visit restaurants again and just support everyone in person. But at the same time, like to your point, like, oh, I I feel still like uncomfortable taking the subway um, and being uh, in larger crowds for an extended period of time without um, a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Yeah. Do, Do you guys feel the same way? I mean, we have not, like, we don't take the subway to work. Um, mm. Like, I bought, like, an electric scooter. So I haven't taken the subway um, to and from work for, like, yeah, like, since the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband driving. So, I mean, we definitely don't really want to take the subway right now. Yeah, taking, like, alternate uh, modes of transportation is right. the way yeah. to go. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of our staff, that's not going to be possible. And yeah. so that's, like, a a huge issue as well. Like how are they going to get back to work once things are, you know, kind of in, in full swing and we need them back. I mean, we're right. also trying to figure out how, you know, how are they going to monitor? I don't know, like people overcrowding subways and and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty impossible. There's not going to be like social distancing in, in the subway cars. So, mm-hmm. And some of our employees yeah. live with their parents as well. So I think that's like really hard to like ask them to like take the subway to come to work or if they even feel comfortable at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to um, think about all the uh, friends and family um, of each and every individual Um I mean, it definitely sounds like the the landscape obviously is not going to look the same when it reopens. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you guys been um, adapting um, the business currently for the time? So, uh, Michael, you mentioned that um, you guys are doing some 
Is it uh, like delivery um, and um, meal kit boxes? Yeah, we're doing, um, you know, we're doing some pantry items and mm. it's prepared foods and really focusing our attention on, on items that people could use at home um, that we prepare at the restaurant so that the home cook doesn't need to, you know, make a meal from scratch, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so we're preparing items like tonkatsu pork cutlets. Um, you know, we have our famous fried chicken and we um, usually double fry it at the restaurant, but we're selling off the first fry batch so that people can eat at home. Yeah. Um, and Marinated uh, meats, fish. Yeah. And like uh, dinner ideas like salmon hand roll kits. So you can do like a sushi, you know, like have, a, have your own sushi party at home. That's great. And what has the um, reception for that been like so far? It's been good. I mean, the sushi dinner and we're doing like a, a summer picnic um, bundle. So there's like a, a, a bucket of um, karage and then potato salad, mm -hmm. crispy rice on the side. And that's been quite popular. I think people like items that feel a little bit transporting, you know, because you're stuck at home and are maybe cooking the same items and you kind of want something that reminds you of the days you used to go out or, you know, right. um, and you the want summer to that's about to come. Yeah. So we see items like that selling a lot more. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, how have uh, you guys um, taken part in the PPP loans or um, any of the government um, supported programs? Has that helped at all? We did apply for and um, get approved for the PPP loan, but you know, it really hasn't helped that much. We are waiting for the government to change some of its um, some of the rules and guidelines for forgiveness of that loan. Cause at mm -hmm. the moment um, you have to rehire your employees within eight weeks of receiving the money in order to get um, any sort of forgiveness, which is impossible as a restaurant when it, when we're on lockdown and we don't have dine in. Um, so, so, you know, that in itself is really just, kind of hinders us from utilizing that loan. But right. also, um, yeah, there. it's also that um, right now, you know, the unemployment um, that people are receiving is, is has an in, like a boost of um, a certain amount. So people are receiving more than they usually earn um, from unemployment. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to incentivize staff to come back when they're making more yeah not working right now so even if you know we, even though we have asked people they are you know more inclined to ride this period out um receiving mm -hmm. employment at the moment yeah that's such a challenging situation um yeah i mean it's also just like 
I completely get it. It's also just not, you know, the safest feeling to be going back to work because of the subways and all that. And, you know, um, there's multiple layers of concern, but I think, you know, financially too, people are, you know, at least the ones who have the unemployment, um, you know, who, who are receiving it right now, um, are, like it's hard to incentivize them to come back at this moment because of because of the extra boost they're receiving. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it sounds like it's, you know, all hands on deck between you and Emily right now. <laughs> um, how are you guys, uh, you know, splitting up the roles? Like, um, you know, what does a typical day or week look like? Or that's really hard to say in this current uh, moment. Um, I think our roles kind of um, have changed. I think like, you know, Mike, as before, like, you know, Michael wouldn't um, have to be so much more like involved in the kitchen. But now I really don't have, um, I really need the help. <laughs> so yes. um, yeah, like, I mean, Michael has been just like, you know, stepped into the kitchen a lot more, um, just plating everything and like, kind of wherever, you know, we're both kind of needed. So we just do it. Yeah, I mean, we do have someone who helps us right now that we actually hired someone new. <laughs> yeah. And then we have one person who has come back um, part time. So yeah, and then our, our porter who's like been with us since um, for been with us for a long time has has come back. And so, you know, it's us and then three other people. But I mean, most days, it's really just Emily and I toggling from kitchen to, you know, the front um, front like of the house. Like, right now is basically like taking orders over the phone, talking, you know, like mm -hmm. um, giving delivery people the orders and, and um, packing up orders and such. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's a more than a handful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you're doing the, the job of just like an entire team. Um, and on top of everything you guys are doing, um, yeah, tell me about all the special projects you've also um, taken on with the community during this time. So I saw on your um, Instagram, there was like some meals for healthcare workers that you delivered, as well as um, participating in the food hub uh, mm -hmm. NYC. Um, what was all of that? Well, initially, when when we closed, and um, I think there was like a, a a couple of days where um, the lockdown hadn't been in place yet, or I, I'm not, you yeah, know, there's all these like kind of gray areas of the, um, yeah. like what was like a rule and what was like a state order or what was just like, right. uh, and the days are just blurring to each other. Yeah. I mean, like two months ago seems like a decade ago right now, but um, yeah, I mean, basically back in March, right around the time the lockdown first went into effect, um, we had just shut down our second location timeout at timeout mar market. And, mm -hmm. um, and we needed to, 
empty out everything from there. And so we consolidated all of our inventory from Brooklyn and, and Manhattan. And um, we were basically trying to kind of clear everything out, which is kind of a, you know, a huge feat in itself. But um, mm-hmm. uh, that week, we reached out to the Food Hub um, NYC group who was um, working with public schools in the city. At that time, the public schools had just shut down and kids who were from, you know, kind of lower income um, housing and, and, and who kids who relied on the schools to get their meals were, you know, out of a, a, a way of receiving those meals. And so they created these, you know, they reached out to restaurants and, and created a, a group to um, provide free meals. So we participated in that for, for that week. Um, and then I think after that, the public schools started giving out free meals on their own. Mm-hmm. So they had, you know, they didn't have a need for the food hub anymore. Yeah, but at that week, I mean, definitely you guys were helping to fill a very critical gap in the yeah. system. Yeah, um, and then uh, I think it was after that that we really quarantined for a couple of mm-hmm. weeks. But um, when mm-hmm. we came back from the, the self-quarantining, um, we reached out to a few organizations uh, and linked up with Off Their Plate, which is a nonprofit uh, working with the World Central Kitchen, and they have been instrumental in coordinating meal deliveries uh, to hospitals and kind of scheduling um, um, these meal drops to hospitals for us. So we do about like 400 to anywhere from like 400 to 700 a week. Um, and yeah, it's it's been... It's been a great way for us to keep operations going, too. Right. Yeah. Um, that's an incredible service you're providing, and uh, really great to hear that um, you guys are, are staying busy um, with the rest of the year looking so drastically different. Um, what would you say would be like the best case scenario for the rest of 2020? Um, I think that we definitely need more seating um, and <laughs> working with our uh, neighboring businesses to reach out to the city to um, basically pedestrianize our, our streets so that we can open up our doors and have extra tables outside. Um, I think that's going to be critical for our survival for the rest of the year. And basically, you know, continuing with this pantry program um, Mm -hmm. and kind of doing a hybrid of dine-in and, you know, kind of a a stronger takeout delivery um, menu. I think that it's really going to be key to every restaurant to really figure out like the how to continue whatever like delivery takeout program they're doing while also adjusting to having like a half capacity restaurant right finding that balance too 
Mm-hmm. And so. um, were you guys doing delivery um, before the pandemic hit? Um, we were, but I think that, you know, our menu is not conducive to our regular menu is not conducive right. to like takeout and, and delivery so much. So it wasn't like a big source of revenue for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've definitely adapted our menu to, to kind of more casual type service. So like, so right now we're doing bento bowls and noodle soups as opposed to our regular dinner items. Um, right. And then those are definitely more takeout friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the regular dinner items are now appearing as me- the meal kits we were just mentioning. So like the salmon hand roll kit is something that um, is like an adaptation of something we do at the restaurant. Yeah, so a lot of, um, yeah, adaptation, some creativity there, mm-hmm. um, it sounds like. Um, so outside of Beso work, which... Um, uh, has definitely been keeping you guys very busy. Um, what else have you been up to? Have you been able to, you know, carve some space um, for yourselves during this time? Um, I think, I mean, I mean, I try to be like pretty responsible and stay home most of the time, but, um, you know, I've done a couple puzzles. I've done <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 500 piece or a thousand piece. Uh, like I think I did a thousand and then I did a 500 and I'm like, okay, no more puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You checked Um, off those boxes. Yeah. Uh, and we've also been, uh, cooking a lot at home. So it's been, we've also been, I mean, I've also been like baking and like doing a couple of things, uh, especially during the quarantine. But, um, yeah, like we just, I just go for long walks. Um, that's it. Nothing too crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I live with my boyfriend and his six-year-old son and and I also have a dog so like the you know his son definitely keeps me busy um (laughs) right (laughs) I've and have you been homeschooling homeschool oh my gosh homeschooling is like a full-time job I'm god bless people definitely (laughs) yeah god bless our teachers (laughs) exactly I'm like oh my gosh New York City school teachers you guys are like saints Yeah, I mean, we've been doing a lot of like kid-friendly meals at home and um, take a lot of walks with my dog Kombu. Um, but yeah, not, I mean, I've also been kind of like same as Emily, not not going out so much and kind of trying to stay home. But um, I guess w- walking more in the neighborhood and just like trying to stay active as much as I can um, locally. Yeah, and finding little pleasures from that, I'm sure. Um, I think we're all in this time, like rediscovering and appreciating our neighborhoods. Um, What are some like really comforting meals you guys have been making um, or even meals that kind of like help you escape uh, to like a different um, cuisine or or time and space? Mm. Um, I've been trying to do kind of different um, cuisines kind of every time I cook. So, I mean, I've been, we've been making like a lot of pies. <laughs> so like, um, like with the summer season, I think we did like a blueberry pie recently because mm. it's like 
the blueberry is really good right now. Um, I think last week I made like Mediterranean food, so I made some like flatbreads. It's been like nice to kind of um, cook like other cuisines that I don't normally cook. So, yeah, I mean, for for us, we've been doing a lot of kid friendly meals. So like different versions of mac and cheese, um, a lot of like uh, like baked lasagna and like pizza at home kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. Finding comfort in the carbs. Definitely yeah. carby comfort food for us. Um, but I'm also like cooking a lot more Japanese at home. So like mm. time for me is like all about chilled noodles. So I've been having like chilled noodles with whatever, you know, whatever's like light and, um, delicious like in and like vegetables in season and stuff so I do that like a couple times a week yeah that's great it sounds like both of you guys are taking advantage of the uh, local produce um, and seasonality when cooking too Um, what are the first things you're gonna do when the city fully reopens eat at a restaurant (laughs) yes (laughs) it's like it's just gonna I mean it's very simple but like yeah like I mean we've I've been getting takeout and eating on the street and like you know it's just really not the same when you're like in a restaurant and like have people around you and it's buzzing and like you know you get to have a conversation with you know your waitress or a bartender and like you know it's just yeah I think that's like the thing I'm most like look forward to mm-hmm. yeah. the full experience like, to like I don't know. Hopefully we'll, we'll be able to like eat, have a glass of wine or something and like, like enjoy the outdoors in some, you know, like outdoor bar area or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A semblance of normalcy. Yeah. And to like hug people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know, outside of my like boyfriend, like we have not had, you know, like there has not been, much physical touch so it's like hugging friends and you know seeing family and stuff it's yeah looking forward to that yeah I think just not like thinking so much about you know germs and everything is going to be really nice (laughs) but who knows when that will be yeah (laughs) hopefully soon fingers crossed we're on our way Mm -hmm. well thank you Maiko and Emily for chatting with me um, wishing you and the entire Besso family all the best during this time. And honestly, I can't wait to see you guys in person, hopefully very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That's it for our show. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. As always, we appreciate your support, and it would mean so much if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back in a couple weeks with another conversation from the world of Asian food. Feast Meets West is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to find out more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. 
Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.